0: Build your financial blueprint today at prudential.com slash blueprints.
1: And we're back on Dealing Together, where we help good people who fell for bad deals. First caller?
2: I had to buy three identical sweaters to get the fourth free. Ooh, you got fleeced. Next caller, what's your deal?
3: I paid for 20 tanning sessions, but had to use them in a month. Now I'm orange.
2: Ooh.
5: Let your creativity bloom this spring with Bare Premium Plus paint starting at just $28.98 a gallon at the Home Depot. How doers get more done.
2: You're listening to Fox Sports Radio. 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 Prince of Darkness. The Prince of Darkness. The Prince of Darkness is in the house. Never heard of Jonas Knox. The story is
6: Jonas Knox. (laughs) Ha! Yeah! Chief,
2: this will be good. Like I said, Jonas Knox is coming through your speakers like a right cross from a boxer that you've never heard of. What's going on here? And now, live from the Fox Sports Radio studios, here's Jonas Knox.
7: You're really going through with this, huh, Chief?
3: It is an exhausting situation in the world of sports, and you are a part of it. We will get into all that coming up here in just a couple of moments from now. Jonas Knox, Fox Sports Radio. You can hang out with us, as always, on the iHeartRadio app. You can find us on hundreds of affiliates all across the country and wherever the hell you are making us a part of your Saturday morning. We appreciate you doing so. We'll take you all the way up until noon Eastern time, 9 a.m. Pacific. Make some noise. The weekend's here. Let's go. Let's go. Make some damn noise. Eat some damn bad food have a couple of drinks because there is an exhausting situation in the world of sports. All right. So have you ever spent any time around somebody who's really indecisive, just cannot make up their own mind? It, it it really wears you out. Like I have a buddy, longtime buddy. I've been friends with him. Jesus, 25, 30 years, actually longer than that. Now that I think about it um, all the way to elementary school. And This guy went through a phase where every six months he found his new career path. It was unbelievable. One minute he wanted to be a fireman. The next minute he wanted to be a highway patrolman. The next minute he wanted to open up his own pool cleaning business. And then shortly after that, he wanted to drive a beer truck. At some point, dude. You got to pick a lane, make a choice, and go. That's how I feel listening to the recaps, game by game, of the NBA Finals. Make up your effing minds, man. What is it? Because after game one, it was historic, catastrophic loss by the Golden State Warriors. They melted down. Is this the beginning of the end? Are they not the same championship team we've seen in years past? Then we get to game two. That's the Warriors team we know. Boston looks inexperienced. It's all the inexperience that the Celtics have versus those Golden State Warriors. And then we get to game three and it's Draymond Green's podcast is the reason the Warriors are struggling. Without Draymond Green, the Warriors Can't seem to get it done. And then we go to game four and Curry puts up 43 and all of a sudden it's, yep, typical Steph Curry stepping up big for the Warriors finally. And this is is my favorite part. This is the terminology I'm hearing now. All time classic statement performance by Steph Curry. As if all the other world titles he's won and big time performances never happened ever in the history of the NBA before. Those never happened. Dude, make up your mind. What is it? Ah, I got an idea. I was just kind of thinking about this before the show. I was, I was throwing around a couple of thoughts in my mind. I was thinking about this. What if the team who wins this series is just the better team? How about that one? How about both these teams are pretty close It's why the betting markets have indicated that throughout. Before the series started, our friends at DraftKings had the Warriors as a slight favorite. They're now 2-2. It's a best of three series for the NBA championship. And guess what our friends at DraftKings are telling us now? The Warriors are still slightly a favorite. It's pretty even. And all of that is based on the fact that Golden State's now got, quote unquote, home court advantage. Home, you know, like the, the home court advantage they lost after game one, and the home court advantage they won back after game four? Like, come on, man. It is exhausting. And it's like, I, I, and the NBA makes it worse, because the NBA has got to put a bunch of time in between games. Like, that's one of the beauties about the NFL playoffs. It's one and done. Hey, man, you're going to line up. We're going to line up. We're going to play for four quarters. We're going to play for 60 minutes. And then we're going to figure this thing out afterwards. The NBA has told you how this stuff works. It's a best of seven series every single round. And while I'm not the craziest fan of the best of seven series, because I think it leads to a lot of bad games that are meaningless meaningless and worthless conversation in the first couple of rounds, fact of the matter is, in the NBA, the best team's going to win. And right now, these teams are pretty even. That's why the series is 2-2. Just everybody calm down a bit, man. It's okay. Like, put it back in the holster and just say, all right, maybe I don't need to use that hot take right now. Maybe I can wait until the series is actually over. Like, there were people through three games saying, well, you know, this is why we're skeptical about Steph Curry. This is why. We are skeptical. Did you not watch him last night? Did you not see how good that guy is? Well, he's never won an MVP before. <laughs> what are we talking about here? He's never been Finals MVP. Okay, so because some voters uh, voted Andre Iguodala one year, all of it. Like, what are we talking about? You remember that that great Tampa Bay Bucks team? From, like, 2003, the one that just completely manhandled the Raiders in the Super Bowl. They had Hall of Famer after Hall of Famer on defense. John Lynch, Derek Brooks, Warren Sapp. Man, those careers are irrelevant because Dexter Jackson was the MVP of the Super Bowl. (laughs) That's that's what we're talking about here. It's like, at some point, you got to make a choice. All right? One loss isn't as catastrophic as you make it to be. Four losses can be, but neither team is there. Everybody just relax. We're going to be okay. Jonas Knox, Fox Sports Radio. Um, All right, so I thought this was uh, pretty funny. Um, Drew Rosenhaus and uh, Tyreek Hill, uh, apparently, uh, that's his agent. uh, They have a podcast together. Um, Because, I mean, who doesn't have a podcast at this point? I, I mean, uh, you know, I mean, I now I'm personally, I am a, uh, a fan of all the Fox Sports radio podcasts. Um, you know obviously you know Draymond Green uh, has a podcast um, I'm a big fan of the swing sh- is it the swing shift uh, is that what it's uh, Ryan Bershinger big fan of the Ryan Bershinger swing shift podcast uh, this is the point where we would go to Ryan Bershinger but if you have paid attention to this network over the past several years you know that there is strict protocol here with Ryan Bershinger eight minutes after the hour to start every shift he's eating so we will uh, we will hear from Ryan Bershinger throughout the course of the show uh, and, and have some fun and play a little grab ass here on FSR but Drew Rosenhaus and uh, Tyreek Hill were on this podcast, and they were just talking about you know what led to his split from the Kansas City Chiefs, and um, you know Tyreek Hill is talking about how yeah you know I just felt like I wasn't getting the ball at certain times last year, uh, he you know they, there was a you know a struggle to sort of uh, get into the offense at certain points. So take a listen to Tyreek Hill explain why things why uh, Drew Rosenhaus Tyreek Hill's agent rather uh, explain sort of what happened there during Tyreek Hill's final stand in Kansas City.
0: There was a lot of um, times during the year that we felt that Tyreek was underutilized um, and wasn't fully uh, appreciated.
3: Okay, so let let me get this straight. So they felt like they were not appreciated in Kansas City? Like, that's, that's what we're hearing here? Like, they felt like, uh, hey, listen, we're not, uh, you know, we're, we're just, we, we don't feel like we're as involved in this offense as maybe we were before. Like, this is, this is really a struggle, uh, and it's really, really uh, bothering us that we're not involved uh, like we were in years past. So I'm just, I'm just looking through some stuff here. Um, let's see, Tyreek Hill had 159 targets last year and 111 receptions. Um, that's well ahead of Travis Kelsey uh, in both categories. Uh, he also had the same number of touchdowns, uh, and he also—yeah, I'm just looking around. I don't know. Seemed pretty involved to me. I don't know. I just, I'm, trying to, I'm trying to do the math. Like this, this reminds me a lot of the uh, Odell Beckham Jr. conversation in Cleveland. Remember when Odell Beckham Jr. and his dad came out and buried Baker Mayfield and just said, well, you know, my guy can't get the ball. Odell Beckham Jr. was off the Browns for weeks and still was the team leader in targets for the season at that point. I, this comes down to simple financial reality. The Kansas City Chiefs looked at the situation and said, for what it's going to cost to keep Tyreek Hill, we can put our money and spread it around to a bunch of different guys on offense. That's the decision Kansas City made. Tyreek Hill came to the Kansas City Chiefs and said, hey, I want to get Devontae Adams' money. And the Chiefs were like, oof, well, we're looking around, and uh, we we got we to start, you know, putting money elsewhere if this is how this conversation is going to go. This is how the discussion is going to go. We need to have a real hard thought and, and, and decision that we're going to have to make here and the Kansas City Chiefs, in my mind, made the right decision and here's why. I'm not sitting here telling you that Juju Smith-Schuster is better than Tyreek Hill. I'm not telling you Marquez Valdez-Scantling is better than Tyreek Hill. But Patrick Mahomes is better than Tua Tagovailoa. And if you were to ask me right now, hey, you can have one combination. In fact, ask yourself this. Ask yourself this question. You can have one combination. You can have Patrick Mahomes and Travis Kelsey, or you can have Tua Tagovailoa and Tyreek Hill. Which combination are you taking? End of story. So it's like, you could you can be upset about it, and and Tyreek Hill's a phenomenal player, and he's fantastic. But the Kansas City Chiefs looked at this and said, this isn't about Tyreek Hill as much as it's about Patrick Mahomes. He's the guy. He's the quarterback. He's the face of the franchise. It's why you see wide receivers leave and go elsewhere all the time. And generally speaking, when they do that, they don't have the same production when they leave an all-time great quarterback. So Kansas City looked at this and said, what are we going to do? Pay him close to $30 million guaranteed? We'll make him an offer. But at some point, you got to look at this and have it make financial sense. And there may be a point next year where you're going to watch the Kansas City Chiefs and go, man, they really could use Tyreek Hill. But I got news for you. There's going to be points next year we are going to watch the Miami Dolphins and go, man, Tyree could really use Patrick Mahomes. These are decisions. It's why when you get an opportunity to win a championship, you better cash in because you never know when you're going to have this same talent and same roster and same opportunity. Kansas City was able to get it done. They had great years with Tyree Kill and Patrick Mahomes. But at this point, I'm 100% on board with what Kansas City did. And again, if you ask me, who are you picking? Tyreek and Tua or Patrick and Travis? I'm taking Kansas City's combo all day. Jonas Knox, Fox Sports Radio. Get me on Twitter, at Knox at Knox on Twitter. Uh, and you can uh, hang out with us, as always, on the iHeartRadio app. Uh, we are going to have another edition of Do You Care later on this hour. Uh, we're also going to have uh, the Scraps in Hour 2. It is a two-hour extravaganza here on Fox Sports Radio, as we take you all the way up until noon Eastern time, 9 a.m. Pacific. All right, coming up next. Um, it is a story... That right when you thought, there's no way it could get worse. There's no possible way this could be a bigger disaster. Oh no, it got worse. We'll give you the latest right here next on FSR.
8: What's up? I'm John Wall.
6: And I'm CJ toledano And we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. Everyone, please welcome Coach John Calipari. We're getting beat by 18.
8: My first game in Kentucky. They're saying cows are busted. Can't coach. This is crazy. Love you, John Wall. Thanks, coach. Love you too. You made me everything I am today. Nah, you made me. You made me. I love it.
6: Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts.
8: It wasn't even supposed to be my day. That's my, my game, bro. <laughs>
10: <laughs> Whether it's your first time betting or you've been gambling for years, have a plan and know the game. Be aware of the rules and odds before you gamble.
3: Jonas Knox, Fox Sports Radio. All right, somebody here at the network's got a real problem. I just want I, I want to make this clear. Uh, this is not uh, some sort of a bit on radio. This is not some sort of a radio gag uh, where we're trying to stir up some controversy because it's June and there's a, a lacking of topics. No no, 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 there is no slow time. And anybody that goes on the air and tells you it's the slow time in sports radio is a lazy ass. Figure it out, get creative. Stop letting sports dictate your uh, your headlines and uh, and your conversations during the course of a sports talk radio show. But I will say this: um, Andy Furman, Fox Sports radio host, guy's got an issue, dude. Like seriously. Like, uh, we're, we're going to be getting into, uh, and coming up uh, later on this hour, we are going to have another edition of DU Care. We're also going to be getting into uh, a story in the NFL that continues to get worse. Uh, Andy Furman also has a problem and it continues to get worse. What? Uh, I go back to the kitchen during the break, and over in the little mail area is a, the top of a cardboard box that you would carry out. Uh, and, um, In the top of the box, I see a bunch of letters, and I go, oh, I wonder if any are for me. And there's one, and it's from Andy Furman, Fox Sports Radio host. And then I look at all the other letters, and there's like 12 to 15 of them. And there's – all of them are from Andy Furman. I'm going, what is going on here? Like This is like a heavy mail day. And then I see Iowa Sam has one as well too. And so we get back to the studio – I open up the letter from Andy, and it's the copy of a reply from the U.S. Postal Service denying his request to give Joe Nuxall a commemorative stamp. (laughs) (laughs) you got to be kidding me.
1: (laughs) I'm an idiot. I don't know much.
3: What a waste of time. <laughs> Listen, Joe Nuxall, legend. All right, absolute legend, two-time All Star, legend in the city of Cincinnati. Andy, who's writing the U.S. Postal Service to get a commemorative stamp after the guy? <laughs> what are you talking about here? That's like somebody writing the U.S. Postal Service, to say, "Hey, can we get a commemorative stamp after Alf?" I "Can we? Uh, can we get so?" What are we talking about? This guy's got an issue. Hey, can can we effort getting uh, uh, Andy on the phone at some point today during the show so he can explain himself? That he, dude, Sam, I love Andy, one one of my best friends in radio. He clearly has a problem.
11: This is a problem. It's the thought that matters, okay, Jonas. Thought I thought mean, this, but I didn't even read. I only read like the first blurb. And then Ryan was like, did you even finish reading the letter? And it was, yeah, it's like a rejection letter.
3: Yeah, they rejected him. He made a copy and sent the rejection.
11: And he Xeroxed your copy and then sent it the exact same to me. you know what? Bless his heart, man. (laughs) Bless his heart. How many envelopes do you think he's licked? Well, you know what? We will ask him that. Cause he gets a guy- full day's worth of calories yeah. off yeah. licking envelopes.
3: He's, uh, he's got a male fetish. Uh, if you've listened to this show, you know Andy. M A I L fetish. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, it's not, i uh, got to be clear on that. I don't want to not uh, not looking to get anybody in trouble here. Uh, so we will, uh, yeah. So at some point, maybe we've got to get some answers from Andy Furman. Also, the Belmonts today. Maybe he's got another pick because Andy's two for two in picking major horse races. Two for two, handing out, <laughs> yeah, handing out losers. Uh, in fact, I think he picked a horse last time uh, that exploded before he actually reached the finish line. So, uh, so hopefully, uh, we'll, we'll hear from Andy Furman so he can explain himself. Uh, just doesn't make any sense whatsoever. All right, uh, Jonas Knox here, Fox Sports Radio. By the way, get me on Twitter at the Jonas Knox at the Jonas Knox on Twitter. So this is comforting. Um, The latest on the uh, Deshaun Watson saga. All right. Uh, This according to uh, Brett Schrodenboer of USA Today, who's been all over this. Um, Houston detective Kamisha Baker um, said under oath (laughs) that she believed that Deshaun Watson committed crimes. So, uh, the, the Q and a goes like this. Um, did you feel confident that you had evidence needed to pursue those uh, charges? She said, yes. They asked her if there was any doubt as the investigating officer that a crime had occurred. She said, no. And, um, and yeah, Basically, she couldn't figure out why charges weren't filed against Deshaun Watson. So just so we're clear, when everybody was uh, jumping up and down and celebrating Adam Schefter on Twitter, uh, Deshaun Watson's innocent. It wasn't really that he was innocent. It was just that they didn't feel like there was enough there to charge him. Clear difference. Big difference. A big difference between the two. Every single day for about the last two weeks, the Deshaun Watson situation has gotten worse and worse and worse. It was just a week ago that we thought we had seen the tipping point. Rusty Harden goes on local Houston radio and says and tries to justify quote unquote happy endings after massages. And you're thinking, hold on a second, that's his lawyer? Is he trying to... We talked about it last week. Is he trying to sabotage the entire case? Is that that what we're doing here? Okay. Interesting play. I I hadn't thought about doing something like that uh, as somebody who uh, at one time uh, considered dabbling in law. I didn't know you could actually do that. Just sabotage your own case. Okay. Fair enough. And then you've got later on in the week, as you think that's the worst, the New York Times comes out. With a piece that says, oh, no, no, no. It was 66 different massage therapists over a 17-month span. And they detailed some of the interactions. And if you've read into any of the interactions and testimony given by some of the women who have filed these lawsuits against Deshaun Watson, that guy's a weirdo. It's a mess. <laughs> it is. I'm sorry. There, There's just some stuff there that, okay, uh, all right, but, but I guess we've seen uh, the worst of it. And then, oh, no, 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 now we've got a detective under oath, uh, according to the USA Today, who said, yeah, yeah, I absolutely believe that he committed crimes. Absolutely. I believe he committed crimes. I said it last week. I said it the week before. I've been saying it for weeks now. Deshaun Watson's not playing this year. It's over. He's getting suspended the entire year. Now, I don't know if it's going to drag on into two years. I I don't know what that's going to look like. But Deshaun Watson's not playing football for the Browns this year, it ain't happening. It just like every single day, something worse comes out, and I don't know what the NFL's decision is. Right? I I, I don't I, I don't know what they're they're waiting on. I really don't. I don't know if they're like okay, well, look, uh, let's just let's just make sure that we have a clear understanding as to what happened. I don't know. I thought you had had a clear understanding after twenty two. Then it went to 24, then it went to 66, and you're just seeing, like, in the HBO Real Sports special that came out, over a hundred different trips. Like, I mean, what else do you need, man? And the Houston, and according to uh, Cleveland.com, the uh, the Cleveland Browns are standing by Deshaun Watson despite the 24 lawsuits against him. Well, yeah, I mean, if you stood by him after 22, what's another two, right? I mean, come on, like, ah, just round up. Why not? You know, it's, like, it's like when you're at the checkout stand and they say, would you like to uh, round up 10 cents for a charity of your choice? Like, okay, you hit yes on the green button and you just go off and about it with your day. It's like the Browns are like, well, 22, 24, 66. I mean, look, sure. $230 million guaranteed. Why not? I, I threw this out. Because if you talk to enough people in the NFL, enough insiders, this is one of the stories that a lot of people aren't, aren't discussing when it comes to the, uh, the Deshaun Watson situation. Owners around the league are pissed at the Cleveland Browns. Pissed. Because they gave a record-setting contract, not only to a quarterback, but a quarterback with all of this going on. It's completely changed the market. So now, all the next big quarterback contracts that are coming up, whether you want to talk about Lamar Jackson, whatever the hell's going on there, uh, Justin Herbert, Joe Burrow, like you name it, all the next guys that are looking to get paid, Kyler Murray, it's completely changed the negotiating process for these teams. The Cleveland Browns completely set the market at a place where they probably didn't need to set the market. Like th- I, there's been some speculation that the next best offer for Deshaun Watson was from the Atlanta Falcons. And it was probably in the range of like 70 to a hundred million dollars less guaranteed. So it's like you're at an auction and they're giving out prices. Yeah, we'll get it. Uh, get it Can get a five, get it a five, get it a six. Yeah, we got six over there. We got seven over there. Seven, seven over there. We got seven, seven, seven. Anybody want 750, 750, 750 over there? You in the left corner. We got 750, seven. anybody want eight over there? We got eight, eight, eight. We got eight over there. Eight going once. Eight going twice. 214. Oh, we got 240. It's like the Browns completely overshot the market when they probably didn't need to. But don't worry. Remember Deshaun Watson told everybody he had no idea what the contract was. He chose Cleveland because he wanted to be there. Right. Because you and your agent didn't discuss that you were getting a record-setting contract before you put pen to paper. Like It just, the whole thing is crap. But owners around the league are pissed. Steve Bashotti of the Ravens even came out and said, yeah, we kind of have to question, why would you give this guy that kind of contract? You know eventually contracts are going to go here. Why him? Why, why do we pick now to do that? And whether you want to say it's because Baker Mayfield told the Browns, I'm not coming back and they got desperate and all of a sudden had to make a move and, and completely overpaid for Deshaun Watson and gave him all that money plus draft picks to try and get a deal that like whatever you want to call it. Owners are pissed. I wonder because Roger Goodell works for the owners I wonder if there are certain owners around the NFL who have reached out to Roger Goodell and said, hey, listen, what are we doing here? The Browns have put us in a terrible spot. They've completely changed the market. It's a bad look for the league. This guy can't play this year. Like If you were setting odds as to whether or not Deshaun Watson's going to play at all in in 2022, I'm going to say no. I've been saying no for a couple of weeks. But the more that this comes out and the more that you identify the contract, the $230 million, there's owners around the league who are pissed that they've made negotiating with quarterbacks that much more difficult. Completely changed the market. I wonder if they're in Roger Goodell's ear saying, hey, dude, step in, make the call, suspend this guy. It's a terrible look for the league. We need to move on with our lives. And they've made our lives that much more difficult and that much worse based on the contract they gave to a guy who's got 22, 24, 66, you name it. I feel like we're playing Keno in Vegas With all the the number of accusations against Deshaun Watson, it's a disaster. Jonas Knox, Fox Sports Radio. Get me on Twitter, at theJonasKnox, at theJonasKnox on Twitter. Uh, You can hang out with us, as always, on the iHeartRadio app. So we are going to have another edition of Do You Care coming up here shortly. Uh, But for all the latest from around the world of sports, ladies and gentlemen, high atop the mountain of sports talk radio royalty, there's a man who sits with a bombastic voice... A style and flair unlike any other. And a man who is now making artwork around the studio that makes the Mona Lisa look like dog food. I present to you, Sir Isaac Lohenkron. Just want
7: to make it clear, it was not intended as a criticism of you. It was more a compliment to our dear colleague, Bucky Brooks.
3: Uh, my guy, Bucky Brooks? Yeah. Al, man, that's that's my dude. We did a show on uh, Saturdays together for years here, uh, and we had... Uh, we. <laughs> Man, we had some fun. Uh, we all—he also—I think he got annoyed because I used to do this intro for him uh, at the start of every show, where I would—I uh, would announce it as if I was Michael Buffer, and I would say Bucky Brooks, and I would hold uh, Bucky because I can do that. Okay. And uh, and at some point, I just think, but he was too nice to tell me to stop doing it. <laughs> so I think he just wore it for uh, for a couple of years. Oh, interesting. Stop do it, do it. No,
7: I did not know it. that tidbit. Yeah. Okay, so and here's what I appreciate about you other people around here would not take that in the spirit for which it was intended but you have a good uh reasonable sense you don't take yourself too seriously is what i'm saying Um, so i appreciate
3: that and do you want to know why why is (laughs) that because we do sports talk radio thank you okay like i've told everybody in the backyard of life we're the pile of dog crap in the corner (laughs) Just catching flies. Like, <laughs> are you serious? There's, there's nothing. There's nothing wrong with it. it. I'm good with it. There are too many egos run rampant in this business. I refuse to be a part of it here on the Jonas Knox Show.
7: I will say this though: a little light on the uh, angry
3: mentions so far this morning. Oh, no, we're not. What? No, we're not. Oh, no, no, no. What? Uh, somebody is already fired up. By the way, did I tell you guys? Uh, Deshaun Watson blocked me on Twitter. That's unbelievable. I've never, I've never tweeted at him once. Oh my gosh! I'm not one of those people who sees a celebrity and goes, "Hey man, I'm going to curse him out on Twitter." Because I'm not a nerd. Uh, He blocked me on Twitter. I've never tweeted at him once. Never one time. Never mentioned him. Nothing. Never once. Oh boy. I mean, what is it? Because I, I've called him out on lies that he's told, not even just uh, most recently. Remember the lie he told uh, about, uh, you know, uh, uh, the Texans and I appreciate the organization. And then everyone's like, oh, no, but he wanted to get traded because uh, uh, DeAndre Hopkins got traded. It's like, oh, really? Why would he sign the contract after DeAndre Hopkins got traded then? by like, the get, get out of my face. By
7: the way, I will take this back. You are re- rebounding after going... A whole five hours within the last 12 seconds, you've been ripped for your Deshaun Watson take, ironically, by somebody who has a Cincinnati Bengals logo wow. as their avatar. And they accuse you of being, quote, armchair prosecutor but in this case armchair is actually one word not two i'll just i'll just leave it It, at that damn
3: right see i've got one of those things in court that you slam down on the table oh like uh, did you know that i have one of those things in court you want to hear it yeah i have it let me get it out it's in my pocket let me get it real quick are you ready three two one how about that? Got some deep pockets
7: if you're carrying that uh, <laughs> hey. around with you. A
3: lot of room, a lot of room down there, Isaac.
7: What do you think the ratio is for uh, negative <laughs> tweets? Uh, I, you saw it glossed over that uh, n- negative tweets that you get. The ratio of grammatical errors in those tweets to overall tweets—I'm going maybe 85 percent.
3: Yeah, no, there's a lot of them. I—I um, I, I don't like to dabble in the uh, grammatical error stuff. Like, I'm—I'm I'm pretty decent at spelling. It's just comma placement and uh, other stuff that I struggle with to this mm-hmm. day. Uh, but you know, people—they—they uh, they fire off some hot takes, okay. and uh, you know, they've got to get their uh, their tweets yeah. out and uh, and let it be known uh, their feelings. And so, some of them uh, on a Saturday, instead of enjoying their own. Lives like to attack me, and that's okay. That's okay. We give them uh, the attention they deserve on this show because everybody needs a little attention. You know, there's nothing wrong with it.
7: Sometimes you incite emotions that are too fast for autocorrect. He, Steph Curry did he not need me on Twitter. Like, I, what I, the
3: what the f is that, dude? Geez. Maybe I had to check to see if he blocked me on. You Twitter. know, you know, I've never oh. blocked. I've never blocked anybody on Twitter. Me neither. It's, me neither. It's never occurred to me like, oh my god, that's mean. You, you can't see anything I say. <laughs> All I I do is change my account, and I can see it at then. Like, what are we talking about? Like, it's just the dumbest thing.
7: Okay, he did not block me on Twitter. However, his tweets are now protected, which I didn't know. Anyway, game four of the NBA Finals on Friday night saw Steph Curry scored 43 points, knocked down seven three-pointers as his Golden State Warriors won at Boston. 107-97, tying the series at two wins apiece in Major League Baseball Friday night. Darren Ruff of the San Francisco Giants, two home runs in their 7-2 victory over the Dodgers. Joe Musgrove of the Padres struck out eight in six innings as they defeated the Colorado Rockies 9 to nothing. Musgrove 7-0 and and now leads the majors with a 1.50 ERA. The Phillies got two home runs from Reeves Hoskins in a 7-5 win over the Arizona Diamondbacks. The Phillies on an eight-game winning streak now 7-0 and under interim manager Rob Thompson. The Atlanta Braves have won nine in a row after a 4-2 victory over the Pittsburgh Pirates longest winning streak in the National League. League this year, the Boston Red Sox won at Seattle four to three. The Red Sox have won eight of nine, and Jose Trevino's game-winning RBI single in the bottom of the thirteenth inning gave the Yankees a two-one victory over the Chicago Cubs.
3: On that note, Jonas, all yours. Thank you, Isaac. It is Jonas Knox here on Fox Sports Radio. By the way, Arnie Spanier, another Fox Sports Radio legend, uh, he uh, sent me a uh, a text. He is in Maine because Arnie's got a just a ton of money. Uh, very, just a wealthy individual coming through. I mean, he's rich. I, mean, I think he grew up in uh, the Pacific Palisades out here in wow. Southern California. You know, just ask him. Like, he's got money everywhere. Uh, like, he one time um, I saw Arnie Spanier uh, outside the studio, and, uh, you know, obviously everybody knows there's a Whole Foods, like, not far from here. And uh, I walked up to Arnie to say, hey, Arnie, what's up, man? So happy you're in town because he lives, you know, on the East Coast. And uh, Arnie uh, threw me a $100 bill and said, go pick up lunch. You can keep the change. You look like you could use it. (laughs) Whoa. Okay. Uh, great seeing you, Arnie. You're not uh, the only
7: person. But I, I will say this. That explains the incredibly extravagant Christmas gifts he sends all of us oh, yeah. every year yeah. at what is considerable personal expense, the uh, shipping alone.
3: Yeah, absolutely. And you can and you can tell that Arnie really puts all of those together himself. Like, there, there's no involvement from uh, from his wife in putting all those together. That's why when you ask Arnie, hey, why didn't I get one? I don't know. I didn't put them together. Uh, let's go to Iowa Sam uh, for the latest on Arnie Spanier.
11: Whether his wife puts them together or not, or whether he just gets them, you know, uh, gifted to him by various businesses in Vermont, I did finally send Arnie a uh, a thank you card on behalf of all of Fox Sports Radio, because I feel like he's probably never gotten any real tangible thank you from anyone here for sending us gallons of maple syrup for years and years, which I have three gallon, half gallons in my fridge still. Yeah.
3: No, you're, well, hey, Iowa Sam, everybody. Just, yeah! He's a great individual. Hey, and that, thank you. And that concludes our self-ball washing yeah. segment yeah. here on the show. I, Sam, the guy threw a $100 bill in my face and told me to keep the change because you look like you could use it, End quote. And really? I'm supposed
11: to send him a thank you card. Was that a? we sure it was a hundred dollar bill and not a ten dollar bill. No, it was a hundred dollar bill. Trust me.
7: Was this fairly recently, or was it uh, several
3: years ago? A couple of years ago. And okay. in, in fact, you know, during the pandemic, Arnie's mask was actually a hundred dollar bill <laughs> with strings <laughs> attached to it. I don't know if anybody knew that or not. So, so yeah, some people were in the N95s. That was the N100 by Arnie. <laughs> so that was oh. the, just find. He's so rich, he considers it a disposable mask, too. Uh, of course. Uh, it is uh, Jonas Knox, Fox Sports Radio. By the way, give me on Twitter, at the Jonas Knox, at the Jonas Knox on Twitter. All right, coming up next, uh, it is one of the most fun times all weekend long. It's an opportunity to just destroy major stories that people who have been trying to force feed you all week. It's yours next here on FSR.
6: Hey, it's me, Rob Parker. Check out my weekly MLB podcast, Inside the Parker <laughs> <laughs>
3: Jonas Knox, Fox Sports Radio. Coming up top of next hour, we are going to have a, a discussion about a team in the NFL. Uh, very, very interesting strategy. Bold strategy by this team in the NFL. Uh, and at some point, uh, it's going to all come crashing down. We will have that for you here uh, in about 10 minutes from now on FSR. Uh, right now, though, uh, it is time to get into something we do every single week at this time. And it's called this.
2: There are so many stories in the world of sports, and most of them are a complete waste of time. TMZ reports. Let's get kinky. Here's some of the big stories from the last week. But Jonas, the real question is, do you care? And for that, we turn it over to our executive
3: producer, Ryan Bersh, here to find out what the
4: hell people have been bitching about all week. Bersh? Well, Draymond Green's focus was a talking point, especially after Game 3 of the NBA Finals, where much was made about him still doing his podcast throughout the series. Jonas, do you care?
3: No, I don't. It's one of the I'm dumbest storylines uh, during a major sporting event that I can recall. It just, it's stupid. Who cares? Him doing a podcast for 20-something minutes a day has nothing to do with whether or not the Golden State Warriors are going to lose that series. They're going to lose that series because Boston's a better team. End of story. Next.
4: The Angels ended their losing streak at 14 games, during which they fired manager Joe Madden and have had every player walk out to Nickelback for a game. Uh, Jonas, do you care?
3: Yeah, I mean it's uh, I it. just very bizarre. I, I'm not going to pile on Nickelback; that seems like an easy one to do. Uh, it's very, very lazy to make fun of Nickelback, uh, but just the whole. So once they, I'm, I'm assuming once they fired Joe Madden, the losing streak ended. Oh no, uh, they lost two more games after that. Oh, well, it must have fixed everything. It just, it does like, some of the overreactions to, to this. And then if you're an Angels player, do you even celebrate? Because it's like, yeah, we won a game, but you lost the previous 14. It's it's like some guy who's got 14 DUIs, and then all of a sudden he makes it over to his buddy's house without, without getting arrested, and he's like, hey, guys, I made it. Yay. Yeah, man, you've also got, uh, you know, something on your ankle so they can monitor your whereabouts at all times. I, I don't know what to tell you. Next.
4: The Live Tour began, and it's uh, taking more golfers from the PGA Tour, such as Bryson DeChambeau and Dustin Johnson. Uh, the PGA has responded by banning live golfers from their events. Jonas, do you care? Oh,
3: I, yes, I do. I love this oh, yeah, so I much. Love it here. I, I, I love when the PGA yeah. Tour, uh, the grandstanding, we are the elitist PGA Tour, steps up and gets their feelings hurt, so they start uh, rejecting people and suspending them because they want to go make some money. Hey, by the way, for all of you people who like to sit on a grandstand and say, are you really going to take— Saudi money any of you wear Nike anybody want to do a deep dive into some of the backgrounds on some of the clothing and attire you wear like if we really want to dig up skeletons and closets it wouldn't take very long to do it whatsoever next
4: Rob Parker made his stand-up debut Thursday night at the comedy store in Los Angeles uh, Jonas do you care nope
3: Uh, I'm kidding. Nope. That is is a joke. Uh, Yes, I do. I talked to Rob yesterday for a while. Uh, I wasn't able to get out to the comedy uh, store to make it happen uh, and and watch him perform uh, because, uh, well, when you do a morning show that uh, involves you waking up at a quarter to one in the morning, uh, you know, five days a week, doesn't really lead to much of a social life during the week. But I will say this. The comedy store is one of the historic comedy venues in the country. And the fact that he got to do this, and I told him that I was like Rob, that that is you're going to be able to. That's bucket list stuff. Like I I I was in a band when I was younger, and we got to play the Whiskey A Go Go three times, and I thought at the time, okay, it's, it's it's cool, but you know whatever. And now I look back and go, that's one of the most historic rock venues in the country. And you got to be a part of it And he got to be a part of the comedy store And and be there and perform And they had a great crowd and he's being asked to come back I'm happy for the guy, I love Rob Parker Next!
4: Halftime releases on Netflix This week, a documentary film about Jennifer Lopez and Shakira's 2020 Super Bowl halftime show, which uh, J-Lo Apparently wasn't too happy about, Jonas, do you care?
3: No, I don't don't Listen, nobody cares less About halftime shows at the Super Bowl Than I do, everybody was fanboying Out about the halftime show at the Super Bowl. Dude, you know what halftime is? Halftime's when you go get a couple of beers and place more bets. Be an adult.
2: Did I do that? Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. What's up? I'm John Wall.
6: And I'm CJ Toledano, And we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Games.
3: so very interesting very interesting uh, situation in the NFL well a couple of them we will get into that for you here in uh, just a couple of moments from now here on Fox Sports Radio Jonas Knox with you here on FSR you can hang out with us as always on the iHeartRadio app you can find us on hundreds of affiliates all across the country and wherever the hell you are making us a part of your Saturday morning we appreciate you doing so we're going to take you all the way up through the end of the hour noon eastern time 9am Pacific make some noise make some damn noise yeah yeah you're out and about going to a garage sale all right remember the garage sale trick don't show them all your cash keep uh five ten bucks in one back pocket and the and five ten bucks in the other and then if you need to those are the reserves try not to use all of it have something to save left over so you can go get a beer somewhere afterwards all right that that is the rules if you're out driving around if you're working like us here on a weekend we appreciate you and if you're just uh hanging out and you're trying to avoid conversations with your family uh we've all been there uh and so welcome into the uh, to this fine program by the way before we get into these nfl stories uh we do want to point out some of the positive feedback uh we've received uh, thus far on the show uh, always always positive feedback uh, by everybody Um, you know uh, somebody uh, writing in uh, stop playing armchair prosecutor judge and jury you little fairy Uh, so I am (laughs) outraged
5: look what you did you little
2: jerk
3: (laughs) (laughs) you said that that's uh, great. You said that. Uh, another guy writes in uh, one of the worst radio shows I have ever listened to. Hashtag constructive criticism. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh. Uh, I think constructive criticism would be, hey, how can you be better? <laughs> <That'd> be <good. laughs> it's unbelievable. Uh, another uh, another one writes in. Uh, this is uh, this might be my favorite. Uh, this is uh, fantastic. Uh, guy writes in. Uh, Only a bitch ass mama's boy like you would come on the radio and whine like a bitch after a classic NBA finals game.
0: (laughs) Please don't play that.
3: (laughs) Oh man. See, I'm not blocking anybody. This is funny, man. Hey, if you take Twitter too seriously, you're a loser. All right, th- those are the strict rules that we have established here on loser. this uh, fine radio program. Oh man, uh, good ass. stuff. Uh, just good stuff. So keep them coming at the Jonas Knox on Twitter. At the Jonas Knox on Twitter. Uh, we will continue to have a, a good time with all of that uh, here on FSR. Uh, also, um, do you want to uh, keep? people... Well, listen, I'll, I'll tease that coming up here shortly. Uh, I did think. That this was uh this was kind of funny. Um, you know. Th- I, I like how people think that we forget. Like they they just assume that you forget. And like we don't have good memories, you know, like uh like Cooper Cup, um of the LA Rams, fantastic player. Um, also um, you know, could be a stunt double on any time they make an Amish movie. I mean, whatever. Like if you saw Cooper Cup in like a sport coat and a top hat, <laughs> Sam, what are you doing? Sam, what are you doing?
11: I just saw you were going down a certain road here. Like, a gravel, unpaved right, road. So,
3: so what do you got? Banjos? What are those uh yeah, a violin?
11: Let's what? let's raise a barn okay. with Cooper, shall we? All
3: right. So uh so if you were to if you were to drive by on a, a back road in Pennsylvania somewhere. And you saw Cooper Cup lifting up one side of a house and a barn. Probably not surprising. And, in fact, I think it's more surprising that that guy is as good of a football player as he is based on the fact uh, that he does look like uh, one of the Amish characters off Kingpin. I mean, he does. I'm not saying he's the Amish character, the guy who was taking a crap in a urinal reading the paper because he didn't know how it worked. uh, Or when he was flossing his teeth and, like, an entire rotisserie chicken came out of the front of his mouth. Like, you know, I'm just... But but he does he does resemble an Amish person. I mean he does. And I'm not making fun of Amish people and and by the way, the best part about Amish people, it's not like they're listening. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> like, come on. I mean, listen. They're not if if you pulled out a that mag is, that light. Is true. If you pulled out a, a mag light and shined it at an Amish person, they would assume it was a UFO. So don't worry about it. They're not being offed- they're not offended by this at all. Love me some Amish people. But uh, Cooper Cup said this, um, you know, because he just signed a contract extension. Aaron Donald got a contract extension. Matt Stafford got a contract extension. It's like, oh, my God. I think the Rams have just figured out the salary cap. They just keep on kicking the can down the road, and they'll pay those bills later. But as of right now, let's just keep everybody and pay them all. And that's the strategy of the L.A. Rams. And so Cooper Cup comes on and says, uh, you know, that players can trust the Rams as an organization to take care of you. That there's a trust factor there. Like the players know, hey, no matter what, they got you. They're going to take care of you. Huh. Interesting. Would love to get Matt Stafford's thoughts on, uh, on, on that conversation, most notably, and why he's in L.A. Oh, that's right. Because uh, they, they use Jared Goff as the scapegoat. That's right. Okay, so, so Matt, your thoughts on, on coming to L.A.? Oh, man, it was wonderful. Yeah, what's the flip side of that story? Oh, uh, the organization bailed on Jared Goff and then threw him under the bus and used him as a scapegoat when they lost in the postseason. And that was happening well before, because you remember they, uh, they uh, put in uh, uh, John Wolford or whatever his name is, uh, the guy who looks like Gary Oldman, uh, and they put him in a game and then he got hurt early on. So they had to go to, to Jared Goff and he bailed him out. And then he played really well on the road uh, with, uh, with the broken hand at, at Lambeau Field against the Packers. But, you know, according to Cooper Cup, uh, you know, they, the, the organization uh, is what they are because players can trust them. OK, that's interesting. That, that's that's an interesting thought. Because Jared Goff is now a Detroit Lion because the organization bailed on him. And I'm not saying that they made a bad choice. I'm just saying, if we really want to be honest about it, if we really want to be truthful about it, hmm, not a whole lot of difference between Jared Goff and Matt Stafford, you know? Like you know there's just they're, there's a lot of this. They people keep they think you forget. They think you forget these situations and these stories and the path to get there. Congratulations uh, to the LA Rams for, uh, in getting there. It's just funny how the narrative changes once you win a Super Bowl. I mean never mind the fact Sean McVay had a, a Lombardi trophy cake at his wedding. I mean what the hell is that? I I, I that is that that drives me insane. A lombardi trophy cake at the wedding that's like a logger getting married and having a chainsaw cake at his wedding like you imagine, anybody out there a hairstylist going into work imagine getting married and and convincing your better half uh hey for the cake can we get a blow dryer Like, huh <laughs> what Like, if you're an Uber driver, imagine getting married. Hey, what do you you want your cake to be? Uh, How about a set of car keys? Sure. (laughs) Like, how about a a gas pump? Can we get a gas pump? Like, what do we... Like, I just... I don't understand. It's part of the reason why. And I've talked to Petros about this. Petros Papadakis, uh, host of uh, the Petros and Money Show on the Blowtorch, AM570 LA Sports. And it's like, they are... The Rams are teetering on the most unlikable team in sports. They really are. And I'm I'm not trying to, like, I'm happy for them. They're, they're a part of the Thousand Oaks community. That's where I live. I'm happy for the success. I'm happy there's a lot of really good people within the Rams organization. Uh, they've been great in the community, all of that stuff. But a Lombardi trophy cake at the wedding what the f let's go live to our i have a thought on wedding cakes insider iowa sam for the latest sam
11: a couple things quickly here um uh i actually did like the lombardi cake i thought it was a kind of a cool idea cool but did you see the front of it though it looked like it had been like sliced off like uh, the tip of it yeah he bit it oh he bit it yeah, yeah, i didn't bit see it that off part. um so, this is another thing. So, it's really popular these days are these cakes that are like really elaborate. Yeah. And Do you, I don't like fondant. Do you know what fondant is? <laughs> I don't. Fondant is like that super thick icing that they use to sculpt the cakes. And I don't like the way it tastes. It feels in your mouth. That sounded weird. <laughs> what? Um, What's wrong with you? I don't know. Well,
3: <laughs> I thought you had a thought on the Lombardi trip. You just
11: went on a diatribe about <laughs> cakes. If I don't like too much fondant. Okay, what does that have to do with Sean McVay's Lombardi Trophy cake? Because when you slice into that thing, it's going to be like hard oh, as a rock. For Christ's sake, be like by a sponge. The, hey,
3: by the way, Sam pulled one of the most candy-ass tricks that you can pull, and 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 if you do this what I'm about to explain, you deserve six weeks in jail. In fact, solitaire confinement. Prison. If you pull this move, I called Sam yesterday. Guess what he did? Texted me later on to say, "Hey, sorry I missed your call." How about you return the call? I was tired.
11: Call? I was asleep. I Ret- had done the overnight. Return the call. I didn't want to call you back. I wasn't in the right mood to talk. Texting to go. Hey. At I least did- I texted you hey, back. Instead I- of just blowing you off completely. I did get your call. Oh, thank you for
3: texting that you got my call.
11: <laughs> it was random of you to call me at like two thirty in the afternoon. I was, <laughs> yeah, God forbid! What, what was that about? You God, want to chat about I mean, what fondant? God forbid! I mean, it's, it's, talk about cakes you and fondant. Know, it's
3: it's, it's five thirty on the East Coast, but that's a little too early for Sam. All by
11: right. the way, by yeah. the way, uh, speaking of Thousand Oaks, how was Brittany's wedding? Since you're her next door neighbor and stuff, I don't care. <laughs> I, I don't care about Britney Spears' wedding. Look right? pretty odd. So, awesome. I mean, there's got to be a
3: hullabaloo I, I, in town, right? I, I I was out after she shaved her head. all oh, right. that was like 14 years uh, ago. Cool. Yeah, she was 11 off Stranger Things before 11. Uh, all right, uh, <laughs> Jonas Knox here, Fox Sports Radio at the Jonas Knox on Twitter at the Jonas Knox on Twitter. All right, I did want to also uh, mention this. Um, so, uh, look, I love DraftKings. First of all, let me let me just explain uh, sports betting. I have been uh, a fan of sports betting for like 20 years. True story, full disclosure. First ever email address I ever had. The only reason I set it up is because I needed an email address to open up a gambling account. True story. So when like everybody's in on sports gambling and sports betting and they and everybody loves the the conversation and the discussion about sports betting, all of a sudden it's it's like the coolest thing in the world. It's like it's like the person who has his first beer and then tries to lecture everybody on on how uh you know what a, what a good beer is. Like dude, like like you had a Michelob. Calm down right like just relax nothing against Michelob great beer but uh, is, I, so this whole sports betting discussion is fascinating because I've been we've been doing this stuff for years and it was always taboo like, Ooh, you can't talk about sports betting why not NBA officials bet on games <laughs> why can't I so uh, this, like, I w- I w- this is one of the things that I was well in front of everybody else on, sports betting. And it's documented since I've been at the network, there's always been some element of sports betting because I think it's fascinating. But this is, uh, this is an interesting one. So DraftKings, uh, our friends at DraftKings, they have a prop bet up for Comeback Player of the Year in the NFL. And um, finally, they did the right thing. Okay, Finally, they did the right thing. Uh, They have removed uh, Deshaun Watson from the top two of uh, Comeback Player of the Year odds, right? Because DraftKings had Deshaun Watson number two behind Derrick Henry for Comeback Player of the Year. As it stands right now, it's Derrick Henry, Jameis Winston, Michael Thomas, Christian McCaffrey, Daniel Jones, Mitch Trubisky, and then you get to Deshaun Watson. First of all, he shouldn't even be that high. Secondly, he shouldn't even be on the list, because if this is for comeback player of the year, I'd start looking ahead to 2023 or 2024 when it comes to Deshaun Watson. Because he ain't playing this year. And thirdly, who the hell is going to reward comeback player of the year for a guy who's coming back from approaching a hundred different accusations of some sort of tomfoolery when it comes to massages or massage therapists or interactions or whatever, who's given that guy an award for coming back? Who's doing that? It's, it's like a guy who, who, uh, who cheats on his wife and then he gets home from a long weekend after being found out that he's committed adultery, but he brings her a dozen roses from Vons and says, hey, how about this? huh? <laughs> Look at this stopped off on the way. I didn't even do self-checkout. I stood in the checkout line, sat through all the tabloid watching, and still brought home a dozen roses from the market. Who's rewarding this guy? So I'm happy to see DraftKings knocked him down the list. The fact that he was up that high is a disgrace. Uh, And also, uh, the fact that they still have him on there, you you might even think to yourself, well, why would they even have to? Because somebody somewhere would probably bet on it. And it is a business, and I don't fault him for that. So, uh, by the way, I think uh, you know some value there with uh, Jameis Winston plus five fifty. If I do say so myself. All right, Jonas Knox, Fox Sports Radio. Get me on Twitter at the Jonas Knox at the Jonas Knox on Twitter. Coming up next, uh, we do have a um, uh, it's a developing situation in the world of sports talk radio. We are going to get some answers, and we're going to get them next here on FSR.
0: 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Oh, for Christ's
3: sake. Uh, Jonas Knox, Fox Sports Radio. I mean, come on, man. All right, uh, coming up in, uh, we'll call it uh, a little over five minutes from now. Uh, There is somebody who I think is trying to convince themselves of a situation in the NFL really, really hard. And the more they convince themselves, the more I'm skeptical of this entire situation. So we'll have that for you. It's an NFL topic coming up here in just a a couple of moments from now. Uh, Right now, though, uh, we asked and we delivered. You talk about uh, guest booking extraordinaire. That is Ryan Bershinger. Nobody books guests like Ryan Bershinger, the executive producer of this program. You know, everybody stand up. Ryan Bershinger. You talk about hard to get. You talk about hard to get. I present to you one of the all-time greats. One of the best to ever do it. A living legend and a man who has licked more stamps than a dog has. Well, never mind. Uh, Ladies and gentlemen, uh, Andy Furman. Uh, Andrew...
1: How I can't talk. I got cankers on my tongue. Uh, I mean, Jesus, you're coming in hot. Can
3: we, uh, can we pop him down a little bit on the? Uh,
1: uh,
3: all right, so, uh, so Andy Furman, uh, Fox Sports Radio host, uh, Fox Sports Radio legend, one of my dear friends, uh, also has a as a problem. Uh, he's got a. I don't know if it's a fetish.
1: My problem is you. You're oh, my problem. Okay. Here's
3: here's my problem. Uh, I come in to do the show today, and I see that there's a box full of mail. And I go, oh, that's interesting. It wasn't here uh, over the past couple of days. What's and in I the look, box? I, that's I, Brad, I was trying to find out. And so I went in. <laughs> And I saw that my name was on one of the letters from you. And I thought, oh, this is kind of cool. Normally it's like an article uh, of something where you highlight uh, the word Knox. Like if uh, there's something happened in Knoxville, uh, you'll highlight the word Knox and send it to me. True story cuts out the article or it's a boxing story. Cause he knows I like boxing, but it's usually a story that's like three weeks old uh, and, uh, and is no longer <laughs> pertinent to the conversation because the fight already happened. And so I open up the the letter and um. Tell me if I'm lying, all right, Andy, on the air, because I said this yeah. earlier, so people know this is not a radio bit. All right. Did you or did you not send a letter that was a copy of a rejection letter for your request to get Joe Nuxall an honorary stamp? Did you send that The answer
1: in? is yes. You did not lie. However, it's part two of an ongoing situation. I'll tell you what happened. <laughs> oh my God. I, I am friendly with the Nuxall family. His son, Kim, is a good friend of mine, and I love Joe. Joe Nuxall, yesterday, believe it or not, was the anniversary of the day he appeared as the youngest player in the major leagues. 15 years of age, he pitched against the St. Louis Cardinals. Yeah,
3: I saw okay. that everywhere.
1: Okay, it's big. And I think that what the United States Post Office has done over the years, they've given stamps to Yogi Berra, to Cassius Clay, Muhammad Ali, whatever right. it might be, Babe Ruth, okay? Yeah. I thought that the fact that he was the youngest Major League Baseball player ever and baseball is a national pastime, I think he should get his stamp. I wrote to the, uh, the the United States Post Office, Postmaster General, way back when, and he wrote me back, which I should have sent you the first letter, saying they were going to take it up for a vote. Obviously, they took it up for a vote. He didn't get the oh, thing. Oh, so, see, so you Boom. got
3: – you and the uh, – U.S. Uh, what is his name? What's his uh? uh what do they call him? The, I don't, the, the United U.S. Postmaster,
1: Postmaster General.
3: Uh, Postmaster. So you and the Postmaster General are pen pals. <laughs> like I didn't know you I'm guys are passing a lot of people. All yes, right, uh, th- th- that's what I hear. Uh, so uh, so um so this is multiple interactions to get Joe Nuxall a stamp. That's what this is.
1: Correct. Of course. Yes. But uh, the funny thing is, and Andy. Andy, Andy, ship, Andy, yes, Andy yes, sorry
3: yes. for bothering you. Uh, I was Sam. Uh, would like to interrupt for the 14th no. time uh,
11: Sam, yes, yeah. please. This is about Andy. It, Andy reminds me of Andy Dufresne, actually, when he was writing oh, a letter to yeah. try to get the library books, that's and finally, good. after like, like eight years, yeah, <laughs> he gets the library. Yeah, very good. One letter a week. for yeah, for decade. Yeah, no, that's get that, that, it done. That's, that's yeah, good. Great. Uh, great. That was great. worth it. Uh, all
3: right, yeah, so Andy Dufresne Furman. All right, very good, Sam. We got it. Yeah, come back to Really, plant some. So, uh, so, so this is a an ongoing situation because you want to get Joe Nuxall a stamp. Why don't you Correct. leave the family alone? All right, why why, <laughs> why, why are you, why are you making this? So it just.
1: You know, how it's long a crusade. is this going to go on for? It's over. Obviously, it's not going to happen. Although maybe they'll take it up for vote next year. I don't know. But here's oh the God. sad part of it: it was sent to every media person in the greater Cincinnati area. Not a bite, not a bite. Which I think what I have to do right now is maybe change my letterhead or change envelopes because I think when they see my name on the envelope, they don't open it anymore.
3: Okay. So what what new name are you going to use when you send it so they don't know it's from you? Do you have a new name?
1: Jay J. Knox Incorporated.
3: No. Listen, you want people to actually read it. Uh, so so let's I mean. I mean, let, let's think of a name, like uh, like uh, what, we, no, what do we what do we want to go with here? Do I'm, I'm thinking with, I, I'll do right. something,
1: you know. Yeah. Like you remember, oh, I'm not going to tell you because you I mean, won't open the envelope. Uh,
3: I brought this up yesterday. You remember uh, the late great Frank Pollock? You remember, uh, yes, you know, yes. he said if he was ever doing adult films, you know what his name would be. <laughs> Uh, no. Girth Brooks, so I don't know. I don't know if maybe that's an option for you. I thought but, they were uh, going to
1: name the studio after Frank. Remember? I was yeah, told that. Yeah,
3: we well, then. Uh, uh, we're working on it, Andy. Uh, let's go live to where I have another thought on this situation, insider Iowa Sam, for the latest. Sam.
11: Well, no, I mean they did enough for Frank by just naming a booth after him at the local watering hole down the street. So. Yeah, that
3: that, that is <laughs> true. Yeah, right. uh, the that, Frank you
11: know. Pollock Memorial Booth. That is true. Uh, that is true. <laughs> <laughs> that's all I got, folks. Thank you. I'll be here all week. <laughs> It's
3: just uh, unbelievable. Yeah. Um, so, Andy, uh, listen, I, I apologize that uh, that you have not gotten uh, Joe Nuxall's stamp
1: done. Uh, but I don't I know, know uh, if you're sincere or you're just... Well, you know, no, I mean, my, like, I really, you,
3: you put a lot of time into this. And I think well, it's do you important think he deserves th-
1: I think he deserves it. I really uh, This wasn't a uh, lark. I just thought about it. I thought he certainly deserves a stamp. I, the youngest player ever to play in Major League Baseball. I,
3: I know. Listen, uh, my, my here's here's my one issue is... um. This is probably the last thing I was expecting to talk about on this show. It's Joe Nuxall getting a stamp. I'll be honest with you, like right, that, like. Right. But because you in you just have completely inundated the studio, you flooded us with stamps, uh, and your DNA is all over this studio because you're licking all these envelopes and sending them <laughs> in. Uh, so I just, I just I thought it was worth bringing up because there's a lot of these. You've sent them to to basically everybody at the
1: network. Of course.
3: Yeah, well, I mean, we're, hey. We're, we're, uh, all right, so uh, since we got you here, uh, do you want to give us a, a Belmont winner? Since you've done nothing, uh, oh, I got,
1: I got that. Yeah. Oh, that oh, I, you I do? got. Oh yeah, just yeah, like you okay. had the Kentucky I Derby. Yeah. I can't get a stamp. I can't get a stamp. I can get it. The, the, the Derby, I mean,
3: the Preakness, you had all those. Well, right? I, was, I
1: was, warming up. Okay, I was warming all right. I was what, a small
3: field. What is your, what is your? There's
1: only, <laughs> there's only eight horses running today. By,
3: by the way, did you know Ryan Bershinger can play the trumpet? Listen to this. Like this is in studio, and he's got a mask. on. Oh, is that a trumpet? He's got, he's literally got a mask i playing the trumpet let's how talented this guy is yeah. <laughs> All right, Andy. Uh, so, <laughs>
1: that was nice. Very nice. <laughs> yeah, that right. was. Well done. All right. Wow. Very nice. uh, let's
3: go live to uh, Iowa Sam, who's got a thought on uh, what <laughs> <laughs> Ryan Bershinger just did Insider, Sam? That was nice. Very nice. <laughs> very I good. just said that. All oh, right. Uh, wow. So uh, <laughs> yes, so yeah. uh, what do we got? Uh, pick okay. A, pick a, do, do something you w- with one, two, your two, life. Are you ready? And pick a winner I in will. the damn Belmont, because you picked two losers last time we had okay, you on. Okay.
1: This is it. This is a done deal, okay? Rich Strike. The surprise of the Derby, training tremendously right now. After skipping the pretness, he's going to run well today. Odds 7-2. To he's out to prove himself here. The distance will not be an issue. Rich Strike's going to win the Belmont today. Coming in second, Moe Donegal. Moe Donegal, like Rich Strike, Colts needs to stay close to the pace for his late kick. Have a chance today. He's going to finish second. Number three today, we the people. Okay. We the people.
3: So Rich Strike Mo Donegal and uh we the we people, the people. That, those yes. are your picks. Uh, yes. uh let's go live to our I have a thought on Mo Donegal insider Iowa Sam for the latest.
11: Yes. News. Mo Donegal is an Iowa based horse. There it is. The uh, the owners of the of Mo Donegal are from Iowa. Yeah, there it is. It's the right. Iowa connection. Yeah, there it is. By As the way, I interrupt for the 10th time today.
3: By the way, Sam's got a, a horse name it's called uh, Four Legs in a
11: Silo. I don't know if you know That's that or not. That's right. <laughs> it's my own pony I keep it. it That's what like call Sam actually. Uh, yeah, yeah,
3: all right. right. Uh Andy, uh, we appreciate you. Uh we love you uh Andy Furman FSR, uh, you'll be on with Brian no coming up tomorrow morning, correct? Correct. Yes. yes. Correct. Uh, so, uh, so you and Brian Know, uh, and uh, you know, stick around for that, and uh, or actually, don't stick around. That's a long time from now. Uh, just come back and listen to Andy Furman if you if you've got you. some other things to do. Him and Brian Thank Know, you, JK. Uh, six a.m. Eastern time, correct? Three o'clock Pacific. Yes. All right. How about yes. that? Little yeah. love here. Uh, all right. Uh, there he is, at uh, Andy Furman FSR on Twitter, the great Andy Furman. Uh, all right. Uh, Jonas Knox here on Fox Sports Radio. So somebody is really trying hard to convince you of a situation in the NFL. Uh, the more they're doing it, the more I wonder if they're skeptical themselves. We'll get into that for you here. Uh, but for all the latest from around the world of sports, ladies and gentlemen, this is a man that would have win any horse race he decided to run in. The one and only Isaac Lowencroft. Yeah. Yeah. And coming up in just a few moments, after what is trending,
7: would you believe, Jonas, we've got another... Joe Nuxhall update just for you. That's good. Not making this up. This is legitimate Joe Nuxhall content. We well, st-
3: listen, there's not a lot of guys with an X in their last name. Mm. Uh, I have one, You're obviously. You're one of them, yes. Joe Nuxhall's another one. Mm-hmm. I mean, uh, I think that's uh, that's uh, very, very
11: important. Let's go live to Iowa Sam with <laughs> a thought on X's in the last name of a Human Beings Insider. Oh, Sam? Man. I was trying to think of a third one. I Try to It's hard to think of someone with an X in their name. Jamie Foxx, the actor, yeah. and uh, Mario Lemieux. That there you work? go. Lemieux? Chris Lemieux. Yeah, Chris, they, Lemieux. Yeah,
3: Chris Lemieux. Claude Lemieux. Claude Lemieux. Claude Lemieux. Oh, I remember Chris that's Lemieux. That's the out there. <laughs> yeah, a lot of them. All right, that's
11: all I got. <laughs> there it is. Uh, <laughs> Here
7: at Fox Sports Radio, then really...
3: Uh, more frequent than way, in the rest of society. I, 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 I got to know what was in the donut that Iowa Sam had because I'm starting to think that there was possibly cocaine. Yeah. Like I'm
11: starting to wonder. Yeah, because you are bouncing off the walls Did, today, dude. I, I, listen, you have you've been in studio doing the show now a little bit more often, and you don't see me a lot in the mornings on Saturdays. I'm usually a total head headcase. Like
7: yeah, this. Jonas, he he usually is like this. I donut got to no be honest with you. We've decided to find it charming.
11: Yeah. Yeah, as opposed uh, to obnoxious. I, I, mean, listen, I, te- I teeter the line. Yeah,
7: there it is. Obnoxious also has an X in it. So. Yeah, th- great point. Continuing the theme all of, all It's got a nox in point.
11: it. Yeah, great point.
7: Speaking of obnoxious, that's what the Boston Celtics and their fans feel about Steph Curry. 43 points, 7 three-pointers in Game 4 of the NBA Finals on Friday night as the Warriors won at Boston 107-97, to 97, tying the series at two wins apiece. A lot going on in Major League Baseball on Friday night. Darren Ruff of the San Francisco Giants, two home runs in their 7-2 victory over the Dodgers. Joe Musgrove of the San Diego Padres improved his record to 7 and 0 in their 9-0 win over the Colorado Rockies. Musgrove struck out eight in six innings and now leads the major leagues in ERA at 1.50. The Philadelphia Phillies defeated the Arizona Diamondbacks 7-5. The Phillies now on an eight-game winning streak 7-0 under interim manager Rob Thompson. The Boston Red Sox won at Seattle 4-3. They've won eight of nine. The Atlanta Braves have won nine in a row. That's the longest winning streak in the National League this year after their 4-2 victory over the Pittsburgh Pirates. Jose Trevino the game-winning RBI single in the bottom of the 13th inning as the Yankees defeated the Cubs 2-1 to now this is open to you Jonas because it's your show but anybody else who wants to try, chime in see if you can get this who was Joe Nuxhall's broadcast partner from 1971 to 1973
3: anybody oh man uh, can you give me a hint Yes, but it's going to be very a very easy. Uh, just give me, uh, like, are they? Uh, so, so obviously not a player, uh, a broadcaster.
7: Actually, maybe I'll pl- I'll play you one of his calls, and you can try and guess who it is. Would you like to do that? Uh, actually, let me. I, I think I might know this. Okay, go
3: ahead. Al Michaels. Very good. Good job. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. yeah. All right. Speaking of gambling,
7: yeah. I'm actually very impressed that you knew that without needing hints. So. Oh, come
3: on. You doubt my uh, knowledge on uh, Al Michaels. Hey, by, uh, let me just also say this. Uh, I, w- I want to point this out Al Michaels is still great. I, I don't like absolutely at the top of his game like, has, has a, not lost a mile an
7: hour at at his all, fastball. Yeah, at all I has agree. not
3: has lost nothing and is still fantastic so I'm happy to see that he's going to be continuing broadcasting because uh, the NFL and and listening to NFL and watching NFL games is better when Al Mi- Al Michaels is involved agreed one of the all-time greats uh thank you Isaac it is uh Jonas Knox here Fox Sports Radio uh get me on Twitter at the Jonas Knox coming up in about 10 minutes from now we're gonna have another edition of do you care or no excuse me not do you care Sorry. Clean that up in post-production, please. (laughs) I want to make sure we're doing a perfect show for the listeners uh, on uh, the podcast. Uh, We are going to have another edition of uh, The Scraps. This is where we discuss some things uh, that we have not had a chance to get to. uh, And usually one of those stories is Ryan Bershinger trying to get us all in trouble uh, and make sure and see if our bosses are listening. So we'll have that for you 10 minutes from now. Um, So I, I find this, and the more that this is going on, the more that I'm starting to have my doubts Um, I've been the biggest I don't want to say Tua defender but I've always said that if you think Tua can't play and if you think he's not a good quarterback then you're not being fair to his situation because I think Brian Flores put him in a crap spot Brian Flores yanked him from games multiple times his rookie year. Uh, I don't know how anybody gets better or or has confidence in themselves when your coach is telling you, Hey, you're good enough to start, but when we really need to win the game, we're gonna go ahead and pull you from the game and put in somebody else. I got like, to know any boss anywhere who thinks that would lead to somebody having confidence in their job. Just doesn't make sense. So he, he's not been put in a good spot. I don't think Brian Flores was all in on the Tua experiment. I don't think he really uh, you know thought much of him. Whether he's right, whether he's wrong, we're going to get to see it all play out. And so I've been the, the biggest Tua defender the whole time and was critical of Brian Flores' handling and, uh, and that whole situation in Miami through his first couple of years. And also, if we're going to be fair, look, he, Tua hasn't been right in a long time. He was banged up at Alabama. He had multiple surgeries. It wasn't just the last, the hip injury and all that stuff. He had two ankle surgeries, if I'm not mistaken, while he was there. Uh, he gets to Miami. It's a pandemic year. He's a rookie. His coach doesn't have confidence in him. Then they, you know, next uh, the the very next year, he, he's there. There's still some friction, obviously, because Brian Flores was fired. Like there was, there's all this all this stuff going on. So when Tyree kill goes on his podcast. And the, the uh, podcast is called uh, It Needed to Be Said. And uh, it's Tyreek Kill and his agent, Drew Rosenhaus. And, you know, they were talking earlier about why he decided to leave Kansas City. Uh, you know, just that uh, he felt like uh, his role had uh, been lessened in the offense at certain times. And they wanted to get a deal done. But apparently Kansas City, it just like, you know, all, all of the, uh, you know, the usual commentary from somebody who was who has left another team to go somewhere else. This is the part that um, that I think is funny he's comparing Tua to Patrick Mahomes and is talking about how great Tua is and how, um, you know, he's much more accurate than Patrick Mahomes. Uh, You know, the deep ball is great, uh, but I want the ball thrown accurately. And you can look at that a couple of ways. You can look at it as him taking a shot at Patrick Mahomes or him really trying to sell you on Tua. And I'm all for being a great teammate, and I love Tua. I think it's fascinating. I think he's going to be good this year. But when somebody's trying really hard to sell you on something, don't you have to kind of question what's happening? Like if, they, if they're really trying to sell you on a product or a show, or don't you have to start hey, who are you trying to convince, me or you? Because I don't know how in June or May or April you can sit there and definitively say one quarterback is better than another when all you're doing is throwing against your own team in shorts and t-shirts. But he's making these uh, the, these uh, statements and these claims that Tua is... The... I love Tua. I, I, I hope it works out. I hope Tua has success. I think it'd be a fantastic story because I always feel for the guys who are put in the same class and the same comp category as players that were drafted with them. And he's always going to be compared to Joe Burrow and Justin Herbert. We don't really have any doubts on Joe Burrow and Justin Herbert. We've got him on Tua. So I hope Tua is successful. I hope he has a great run in Miami. I hope he has a great career. I hope he has a great year. But the more Tyreek Hill keeps talking about this, the more I'm wondering, who's he trying to convince? Is he trying to convince us? Is he trying to convince the Miami media, the NFL media? Is he trying to convince fans or is he trying to convince himself? Because at this point, it's not even close who the better quarterback is. Tyree Kill's trying real hard to tell us otherwise. Jonas Knox, Fox Sports Radio, get me on Twitter at the Jonas Knox. Coming up next, uh, we are going to get to the scraps. Things in the world of sports we have not had a chance to get to, plus another story that's going to try and get us all fired. It's yours next year on FSR.
8: <laughs> What's up? I'm John Wall.
6: And I'm CJ Toledonna, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game.
0: 2025 QX 80 coming this summer. My God.
3: (laughs) Oh, man. Uh, Jonas Knox, Fox Sports Radio. By the way, I don't think any other show on uh, in the history of sports radio plays Ramstein. Uh, But uh, this show does. Nothing like a little uh, German techno metal uh, to uh, welcome you into your weekend. Uh, Thank you, Draymond. Uh, That'll be uh, featured on his next podcast. Uh, all right. Uh, make sure you stick around. Coming up a little over uh, 10 minutes from now, uh, up on game. Uh, LeVar Arrington, TJ Hushmanzada, Plexigo Burris. Always a fun listen. Uh, they will have a uh, they will have a uh, fun conversation or two for a couple hours here on FSR. So make sure you stick around for those guys. If you miss any of this show, uh, you can find the podcast at foxsportsradio.com after we go off the air. I will also tweet out a link to that podcast uh, at the Jonas Knox at some point. So uh, be on the lookout for that. Uh, right now, though, it is time for a little something we do called this.
2: Jonas, you how could you not get to these stories? You morons. These are the scraps. And for that,
3: we turn it over to our executive producer, the more attractive Joey Chestnut, Ryan Bershinger. Thank you. How many uh, donuts you going to have today, Bersh?
4: Uh, I've only had one so far. But uh you're good for another one. Yeah, yeah, I'm here longer today, so I I got plenty of what's your favorite donut, by the way? I typically well in that box I went for the the chocolate frosted blaze. Um that's that's that tends to be my go to. Or um or or sometimes some places like rolling pin and camarillo does a real good uh uh, like a blueberry cake donut. Ooh. That's very good. Rolling pin? Yes. Wow, you ever that? been to Rolling Pin? Uh
3: little uh, shout out to uh, the, the uh, Hato 5, as they yes. call it, Ventura <laughs> County. Uh, let's go live to our, I also have a favorite donut insider, Iowa Sam, for the latest. Sam?
11: I'm usually like uh, chocolate with sprinkles on top yeah. or pink frosting with sprinkles, but I took mm-hmm. the uh, the red velvet with chocolate chips. Yeah. So that's very good. Yeah. That's probably yeah. what had the cocaine in
4: it. He, he told me three don't times. say that.
3: <laughs>
11: I'm sorry. <laughs> ingested it un- unknowingly. Jesus. Unwittingly. By
3: the way, it's a joke, everybody. Want to be clear... (laughs) No one's doing drugs here, I Uh, promise. Want to be be clear, Uh, there is no... You know, there is no uh, booger sugar on any of the donuts. Uh, I'm just naturally wired. Yeah, just want to be, want to be, make that very clear here.
4: Uh, All right, uh, Birch, what do we got? So uh, the Miami Marlins had an interesting week. Uh, On Tuesday, they they held a closed door uh, meeting with just the team for like an hour. Uh, And the details about that meeting came out later in the week. Apparently, it all had to do with Jazz Chisel, the rising star for the Marlins. Uh, The topics included work ethic. Effort on and off the field, and how some players dress going to the ballpark. Uh, according to certain reports, people are comparing Jazz Chisholm to Dennis Rodman on the Marlins, uh, and Chisholm has responded by, well, he hit two home runs last night, and since that Tuesday meeting, he's hitting 375 with four home runs, nine RBIs, a stolen base, and seven runs scored.
3: So, what is their gripe against him? He's just too much of a, a hot shot. Is that the is that the issue?
4: Kind of seems like it. Apparently, uh, they're they're not too fond of that, but I'm sure you know. If the Marlins were to trade Chisholm, I, I'm sure they have a, a second good position player that they could build that franchise around.
3: Oh, I mean, just <laughs> shots fired at the Miami Marlins. Hey, listen, man, nobody cons an entire city like the Marlins do. Uh, they go out, and they pay a bunch of free agents. So they can get a stadium built. And then a year later, they're all gone. And the taxpayers are like, uh, whoa, uh we didn't buy this. <laughs> I mean, what's going on here? I, so, I mean, come on. Like the guy's got a little bit of flair. Uh, is this some of the these old heads some of these uh older players that are there do they even have older players in Miami like what's the oldest player uh, in the history of the Miami Marlins organization 24 because aren't <laughs> they all gone like they're just yeah, all gone much. at some point yeah but at, at one point what was their outfield again it was Yelich Giancarlo Stanton Stant- and, and who is the uh, other Marcello one Marcelo
4: Zuna yeah it was a loaded outfield.
3: <laughs> <laughs> it's like winning the lottery three times and you lose the ticket every time. I don't know what happened. I don't know that. I don't know what to tell you. Uh, look, he's uh, you know, hey, listen. The guy's got got some flair. Uh, you know, fun player. Uh, it just sounds like uh, you know some people that are crying a little bit too much. Oh, yeah. Let him be him. Seriously. He's fine. What else we got?
4: So uh, you were talking about Sean McVay's wedding earlier. Well, yeah, uh, Cliff Kingsbury was actually in attendance at the wedding. All right, and apparently, uh, you know, Cliff is is always on the clock. So he took the opportunity to try and meddle with the Rams a little bit. Uh, apparently, he uh, he tried to talk Aaron Donald into retirement. Andy tried to convince Cooper Cup to hold out for more money, and of course, in the days following McVeigh's uh, uh, wedding, both of them got extensions.
3: Um, well, listen—I mean, you got to do what you got to do. By yeah. the way, I, I, any uh, word as to what a uh, Cliffs Plus One was? Uh, we have any uh, an update on that? I didn't see that. But yeah, just uh, you know, there's a lot of stories out there.
4: <laughs> I just want to
3: know uh, what else we got. We got another one, Bersh?
4: Two factory workers were rescued after falling into a tank full of chocolate at the Mars M&M factory <laughs> in Pennsylvania. I it weren't. Uh, the trouble started around 2 p.m. Uh, officials say they do not know how they became trapped in the chocolate vat. Uh, the chocolate vat is about waist high, in terms of the amount of chocolate in there, and the workers uh, weren't weren't able to get out on their own, and they weren't able to they couldn't pull them out of yeah. the uh, of the vat either. So they had to cut a gigantic hole in the side in the side of the vat of chocolate and get the two people out. Uh, both were taken to the hospital, one by helicopter. Oh, okay,
3: remember, like, all right, so they had to be airlifted <laughs> from 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 a of chocolate yes. all right, so this is great uh <laughs> like first of all what do you want to bet these guys did this intentionally just got ripped and then jumped into an entire bowl of chocolate jonas
5: son of a bitch
10: whether it's your first time betting or you've been gambling for years have a plan and know the game be aware of the rules and odds before you gamble set a budget and never gamble with money you can't afford to lose